people struggled a lot with imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough and like low self-worth, low self-belief and all those things. And they just were holding me back from stepping into my potential and stepping into my power to create the life that I desired. And being very ambitious, that was really frustrating because I never saw the results. Welcome to Her Money Club Stories. We do not talk about budgets, retirement, or the hustle and grind here. We talk about money, time, and energy freedom. We are here to reimagine our relationship with money, to collaborate and celebrate other women who are doing the same. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to explore your passions and monetize your skills and talents and what lights you up? Can you even make money and a living living that kind of life? You can. Her Money Club allows you to explore all of the possibilities to create the time, money, and joy your heart desires deep down. Tune in as we guide you in reimagining your relationship with money. Hello, and welcome everyone to Her Money Club Stories. My name is Rachelle Minnie, the founder of Her Money Club. The intention for these beautiful discussions is to collect women's stories of how they've overcome various challenges related to money and life and the journey that unfolds. We are in our second season. So for anyone who wants to be on the podcast and share how they've um, created $100,000 or more in their life, how they've worked a full-time job and transitioned into a business, or how they have um, specifically overcome different mindset issues or money problems, and they want to share their journey and the challenges and the things that they've overcome, please subscribe and also apply for sharing your story. With us today, I am really pleased to have a conversation with Tara, who is a mindset coach. And Tara, I would love for you just to share a little bit about how you actually got into mindset coaching. Oh, that's so interesting. So I've always been into like human psychology and personal growth and all that. And I've, I think I've always sensed that mindset is super powerful. And I've always had this kind of belief that there's something magical like in this world and that we kind of have a or take a part in creating kind of the life that we have and so I got into you know manifestation law of attraction mindset all those things and then through university I actually studied sports science with um, specialization in sports psychology and that was when I was like well mindset is truly powerful because we learned so much around you know, how mindset kind of differs. And that's like my favorite analogy, how, you know, mindset is the only reason that there's like a number one and a number two in like any kind of competition in sports. Like the only difference between number one and number two is literally their mindset. And um, yeah, that just got me more passionate. So I was like, I got to teach people, you know, how to use their mind. And personally I've gone through a like various mindset challenges so like I I'm a recovering perfectionist for example and I struggle a lot or struggled a lot with imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough and like low self-worth low self-belief and all those things and they just were holding me back from stepping into my potential and stepping into my power to create the life that I desired and being very ambitious that was really frustrating because I never saw the results and I was always like wondering 
why am I not there yet? Or, um, you know, isn't like, am I not worthy? Is it not possible for me? Like, what's wrong with me? All those things. And it was just like a mindset thing. So yeah, that that brought me into it. (laughs) I love it. Um, Specifically sports psychology. That's really fascinating. And I'm curious to know, like, did you play sports growing up or like what specifically took you into sports psychology? Um, well, I've always been into sports, but, um, when I was 16, I had a major injury. Like I fell when I was snowboarding and I, um, crashed my elbow basically. And, um, my, my arm was more or less disabled for like nine months. So, and it wasn't sure if I could ever like move it again. It was my dominant hand. So like, I couldn't like attend school and nothing. So, um, that really made me kind of reassess, um, my health and everything so after that I started to like when I recovered I started to go into the gym and started to you know venture into different kind of sports activities because I couldn't play tennis anymore and stuff um and then like one thing led to the other I got into nutrition and um all that kind of led me to you know decide after high school okay like what am I gonna do and I was like okay I'm gonna study sports so yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I also had an injury when I was 17. I tore my ACL and I played basketball my whole life and it was like detrimental more of like from my mind standpoint, because I, I thought I was going to play basketball for the rest of my life. So I'm, I'm glad it happened sooner than later. Like I'm glad it didn't happen in college or later on down the line where I feel like I would have made basketball my whole life. And when I had that transition, it's like, okay, what else is there besides, you know, basketball and really figuring out that for myself and realizing I could apply a lot of the skills and talents I learned from leadership and growing my mastery in in any type of skill in other skills. So yeah, I think it's, probably for the best that we had these, you know, traumatic things happen to us because it definitely helps us gain perspective on, you know, where the trajectory of our life is going. Maybe we didn't have awareness around that before. So I would love to discuss with you from a mindset perspective, when you work with people around awareness what typically comes up related to money, either they're unaware or aware of things that are challenges related to money? Um, So what comes up a lot is like either that they feel unworthy of money. So for some reason, they feel like money is dirty, money is something evil, like money isn't something you should want or should um, you know attract into your life even though they consciously know that they need it um, but that having kind of this resistance towards money because they have some sort of negative belief negative association with money that's the one thing that comes up a lot and then the second one is um, just putting too much emphasis on money and that might sound a little bit contradicting but like making your entire life around money and kind of like affirming that without money you can't do anything or just because you don't make a certain amount of money you can't live the lifestyle that you want to live is also like a really big issue so kind of any dysfunctioning relationship with money um, in my opinion like is a limitation because money is such a huge part of our lives like that's kind of the energy our entire society and entire world functions on so 
um, yeah, that, that's kind of the main points. Yeah. What have you experienced like in your own life? Cause I agree. There's, there's like different components of awareness. And if you're not aware of the limitations that you have, then, you know, that's, that's a problem in of, of itself. But if you are even aware of, okay, I know that it's not healthy for my relationship with money, which it is a relationship to be thinking that it's evil or that I should, or shouldn't have a certain amount or that, um, you know, I am unable to do the things I would enjoy doing because of money. So I guess for you, like, have you seen challenges like in your own life or any stories where you've experienced something like that and you've had to create the awareness? And then what have this kind of been the steps you've taken to um, navigate through those challenges? Yeah, for sure. So my story with money is actually really interesting because as a teen and like child and even my, you know, late teens, I was such a good money money attractor. Like I had so much money, like I made so much money when I was so young, um, like compared to other young people, of course. So, um, and I was able to afford everything. Like I was able to pay entirely alone for my trip around the world after high school and like things like that. And also through university, like I traveled so much through, uh, throughout university and it was all on my own funding. So like my parents didn't pay for it or anything. So um, it was really easy to, for me, but then there was a point and I don't, I've thought a lot about that, but I don't really know what triggered it. But at some point I was just like switching my mindset into this lack mindset and starting to believe like, okay, it's hard for me to make money. It's like, I'm not a salesperson. Like I can't make money. Like I don't deserve to make money with the things that I love to do specifically. And um, I just started to get so obsessed with money because I started to feel like it's always running out. Like I can't ever have enough money. Um, and I started to then kind of push away that money and actually manifest that, um, you know, being broke basically, um, or having very little money and kind of having to make choices between, um, you know, or having no other choice than to stay home because I wasn't able to travel because I had no money. Um, and then it really took me to create this awareness that I had switched into this lack mindset around money. And that for some reason, I started to believe that it was hard for me to make money or it was impossible for me to make money to kind of switch that back again and kind of move towards that mindset that I had before, or rather improve my mindset as well to then create that financial abundance for myself again. How, how specifically did you switch back? Because, and I, I love that you're bringing this up because I had a similar story and same thing, like growing up, it was easy. Like I made money really easily. Like I had tons of money. I had everything I ever wanted, all the shoes, all the things. Right. And then there was a point specifically when I was like 25, 26, I was running a business kind of crash and burn from a health standpoint, went into bankruptcy, medical bills, all the things. And then coming out of that on the other side, that was like a big challenge to like pivot back into like understanding that I could make money and that I wasn't broken and that I was whole and that there's these elements that I had worked through with in my own ways of being to 
um, shift that paradigm. So what was it for you? Like if, and the reason I'm asking too, is a lot of people ask me this question and ask, okay, what were the specific steps that you took? So if you have any like recollection of like things that you know, like this was a pivotal moment, this was a pivotal moment, that would be super helpful to share. Yeah, for sure. So I think the most pivotal moment for me was just to, first of all, make the decision that I don't want to be broke anymore. So that was kind of when this entire process was kicking off because before I was just so comfortable with it. Like I didn't enjoy it, of course, but I was just comfortable and I, um, I wasn't ready yet. I would say to change and to make the changes and to put in the work to, you know, do the mindset stuff and everything. So that was kind of the first point for me making the decision. I don't want to live like that anymore. I do want to live in abundance. I do want to, you know, go back to doing the things that I loved. Um, and from there, um, I didn't really started to put it, put in the words at uh, the work. So I started to, you know, really address those limiting beliefs that create awareness around what I believe to be true around money and myself and also related to my business and started to then shift those through affirmations, through meditation, EFT and all those um, tools. And I think one other really pivotal moment for me out of that work was to understand that I had put so much emphasis on this one source that I believed the money need to come through. So I thought that if I'm not going to make money with my business, I'm never going to make money. So I did ignore all the other ways in which man money can manifest and all the other avenues that I could, you know, start or um, could bring into my life to manifest money. So that was the second kind of pivotal moment. And I started to really act upon that. I started to do more freelancing and started to, you know, do more investing and draw in a lot of, you know, financial opportunities. And from there on, my mindset started to shift because it was kind of proof for myself that I could make money. It was maybe not in the way that I intended to, but it was at least coming in. And then I think the last really pivotal moment, um, also resulting out of the mindset work that I did, was um, to detach from how it's going to come um, and also when it's going to come. because. And I think a lot of people on like entrepreneurial journeys, they can relate that we put so much, so much emphasis on how the money's going to come like through this person or that person or that avenue. And then also we, we need it right now or we want it yesterday or something like that. And I just really started to detach from that and just trust in, you know, the universe basically and trust to you know, the money flow in like it did before, because when I was younger, like I it didn't care how it came or when it came, it just came. And that's kind of what I returned back to. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such a great um, analogy to like go back to childhood, especially for those of us who like had these opportunities, even if it was for me, it was like mow the lawn and like do the dishes and like, you know, just chores as a child that I would get, you know, compensated for. So I love that. So I'm going to recap a little bit because there's a few things I want to point out. So the limiting belief for you was I 
and you stated it kind of a little bit ago, but I can't do what I love and get paid and make money, right? There was some limitations around that. And so as you created these pivotal moments, some awareness started to show up around that misbelief, right? Around the, I can't do this because of these reasons. And from there, that awareness kind of grew and you use some tools like EFT, meditation, maybe journaling, affirmation. So I love all of those tools, like any and all of those things are fabulous to really, again, create the awareness piece and more and more awareness allows you to, you know, seek out all the dark corners and elephants in the room and like really allow yourself to pivot into a new direction. And then really on the, the tail end of that, it's, being super aware of when you do need to pivot moment by moment and not really attaching yourself to these different outcomes of how it looks. So what I've kind of called that is like being in the present moment now, 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 like you're just being in the now and you're coming from this place of being and understanding that the universe and everything is working itself out in your favor. Everything is going to work out in your favor. You just get to show up to each new moment and be present and aware and um, stay focused on what your intentionality is. And then again, be detached from what that outcome looks like in the future. So I love that you brought up multiple um, ways to get paid, which I always talk about multiple streams of income, because this was like a game changer for me too. And especially when we're on entrepreneurial journeys, it's like, okay, we think it's, I thought I was going to get 80 clients the first year out out the gates. And like, that's how I was going to make money. It was like, that wasn't even close to how I made money. Like now it might be, but initially it's like, okay, I'm going to get paid over here and for this and for day trading and for real estate and for that. And like, and that's actually makes it more fun because now I get surprised in the unknown ways that money will flow into my world. So Maybe you have some stories like this where you've been like surprised by different ways that money has come in. And before you answer that, I want to also acknowledge that it's okay as an entrepreneur, you're a mindset coach. Like maybe you, that's not the only way you get paid. Like that's okay. And I think we sometimes demonize, you know, if I'm a finance coach, the only way I can get paid is through that. Cause that's who I am. That's my identity essentially, but there are a, a million ways to get paid a million dollars. So I just want to open up people's mind that that is possible and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, totally. And like on that note, it also doesn't make you a bad whatever you want to make money in. Like it doesn't make me a bad mindset coach because I do have other avenues of income or income streams or um, because I choose to, you know, make money through other things as well. Um, So just on that note, and then in terms of uh, different income streams or how money showed up unexpected for me, um, it was like, I think it's hard to pinpoint for me like one specific example where money showed up um, unexpected in that sense. I would rather pinpoint opportunities in which, you know, through which money then came in um, unexpected. So um, I remember like it was actually only a couple months, like half a year ago or something. uh, My dad actually uh, gave me and my brothers the opportunity to, you know, um, live in one of his houses um, and we could rent it through Airbnb. So that was kind of something I didn't expect because I wasn't working towards that. And I never really considered that to be an opportunity. 
um, because like obviously I, it's not my decision to make but he just offered it um, without us even like mentioning anything so um, like we got the opportunity first to like upgrade our lifestyle um, and second then to you know have this income source as well um, another thing that I really really celebrated especially um, you know a few years ago was my ability to make money as a surf instructor um, that's something that I've always dreamed of when I was a child and then like I wasn't really consciously working towards that either but just the opportunities presented itself and I just kind of subconsciously I guess worked towards it and then that became a revenue stream for me um, yeah so and then like there's a lot of you know freelance opportunities like <laughs> for some reason it's always been super easy for me to get like clients and marketing or web design or something like that even without me even you know consciously searching for those opportunities they they just come and like ask can you help me with that um so kind of like that that's awesome I love that and you're just really embodying like all of your skills which I also enjoy when people recognize the skills that they have and just utilize them right there's so many ways to monetize the skills that everyone already has. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing something, you're really tuning into what you enjoy, what you love to do. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every single day. And it can look like so many different ways. And those opportunities just continue to abound and, and uh, enter into your life, which is fantastic. I love that. Um, there was something I was going to bring up, but I forgot. So that's okay. Um, I'm curious to know what has been your biggest fear with money, whether you've overcome it or not. Yeah, I think that, and it's kind of like a, a silly fear, like looking at it from the other side, basically, um, which is running out of money. Like that's been my biggest fear, like not being able to make any new money, not being able to have enough money in my bank account to pay my bills. Um, and it was a huge issue for me. Um, actually, like I didn't overcome it too long ago, maybe like a year ago or something that I really overcame that fear. But being on the other side, it just is so silly because it, it just doesn't make sense. Like there's so many ways and like what I just shared is proof that there's so many ways in which you can make money. And even if like that one avenue doesn't work out, like there's trazillion other avenues that you can take and if you want to then there's always a way to make money always there is evidence all around us we just have to see it and sometimes I even have people write down like write down your evidence that this is working write down your evidence that there's opportunities write down your evidence that you make money because when you start to intentionally put energy towards the evidence you start to see that oh yeah <laughs> it is happening and like this this thought that keeps perpetuating isn't actually the truth and and where I can lend my attention to um, I would love for you to share if there's like one go-to tool from like a mindset approach that you like to use as it relates to money. Um, yeah, definitely. So it is related to money, but it can also be applied to literally anything. And that's just, you know, reframing your limiting belief, basically, because a lot of times like, um, picking up where you left off, uh, we self-sabotage, like we stand in our way of 
doing the actions or believing or taking or seeing those opportunities that could bring in more money. So like your number one uh, responsibility should always be to get out of your own way. And um, there's a really easy process actually that I walk all my clients through to, you know, become aware of that belief and then kind of turn it into something more empowering. And that's, first of all, you got to be aware of it. Like you got to know, okay, this is a limiting belief. That's something that's holding me back. So that's the first and most important thing. Then you have to ask yourself, does this serve me? Because you really have to understand that this is in your way and that it's not serving you. And then at the same time, understand what its purpose is though. So because every belief we hold, whether it's good or bad, there is always a reason for it. So maybe it's because it wants to keep you safe or because, um, you know, it just tells you a story that you used to want to believe or whatever it is, like understand that because if you know that it doesn't serve you and what its original purpose is, it's what, way, way easier to make this choice to let it go. And then um, the next step would then be asking yourself, what is a belief that's serving you more? What is a truth? that can be more applicable to the life that you want to create or for that matter, like to manifesting more money in your life. And then also kind of understanding that whatever you believed about money up until this point is not the entire truth. Like there's always another side of the middle and you've got the choice whether or not like, or what side you focus on basically. And then replacing that, limiting belief with something more positive and then just affirming that like doing affirmations feeling this feeling embodying that new belief and you know your emotions your feelings but also your actions and really starting to live breathe and execute that new belief and the more you practice that over time it's going to become your new belief and your new truth and then your life will change as well Yeah. Yeah. And it does take some time, but it's kind of this graduating process of um, embodiment, which you mentioned. And I love how you started all of this with it's your responsibility, which I wholeheartedly agree. And the more we as coaches can hold people accountable to what they're responsible for and also just kind of pointing in the directions of when are we placing blame on things external of ourselves? I am guilty of this. Um, and it was a huge part of my mindset journey is when am I blaming my boss or when am I blaming my mom or when am I blaming like whoever it is for what's going on in my life instead of taking the responsibility for what is my role in this? What is my part in this? And then also within my own mind and thoughts, can I be responsible for those and pivot those thoughts individually and reframe myself through affirmations, through journaling, through finding new evidence that um, to the contrary, that something else could be possible or true or, or be my reality. And that, that in and of itself was a game changer, just simply owning it and being responsible for it. So I love that. I love it. Um, I remember my question, it was about, uh, surfing. So I'm curious, like how you got into (laughs) surfing and being a surf instructor, being that you're in Germany and maybe you lived other places. (laughs) Um, that's actually a funny story because I started when I was 12, actually. So I remember, um, around like 10, 11, I was watching this TV show where, um, like the main characters were surfing and I was just so fascinated by it. 
And then we had this ritual that my dad would always ask us every year where we want to spend our summer holiday. So um, I just uh, said one year, uh, I want to go surfing. So he booked a surf camp for all of us and we started surfing and I just fell in love with it because truth is, and not many people know that, but I've never really felt connected to here, like where I grew up. I never felt like I would fit in here or like this place just doesn't really resonate with my energy, I guess. And neither does German society. So um, like when I started surfing, I just felt this connection immediately. And I felt like I found, finally found my place. And I just like over the years and like with high school being a little bit hard and all that, um, I just found always happiness and joy and purpose in surfing. And it was such a big, um, you know, safe harbor for me, I guess. And so everything I did, like from that on, I kind of like put, put it in the direction of surfing. So I started traveling, of course, because I wanted to, but also because I wanted to surf and um, I did like exchange um, years in university to be able to surf and all those things. Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. I love that. That's a great story. <laughs> you really lit up when you're talking about it. I was like, oh, I have to go back to that because <laughs> that was important. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, before we wrap up, I would love for you to share how people can find you on social media and anything that you want to talk about as far as programs or things that you got going on. Yeah, sure. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. It's tara.fisher. Really easy, really simple. Uh, that's where I'm available all the time. Um, and then in terms of, you know, programs, what I've got going on, like I've got um, a one-on-one program that's really tailored towards mindset. So it's um, structured out in a way that helps people step into the headspace and the energy they need to be in to manifest their desires whether that is money or business success or love or whatever it is like I do specialize in like everything related to abundance whether that's location freedom financial freedom or um, you know time freedom or something like that but um, like mindset like I said is core to everything (laughs) and then um, I do have an online academy as well where it's also around like mindset manifestation it's more like an on-demand place where people can just learn and feed their uh, curiosity around that and kind of develop themselves a little bit in those areas awesome that's so good thank you so much Um, Just as we wrap up here, I do want to remind everyone that this year is the year of Journey to 100K and Her Money Club. So in the next 12 months, the goal is to get everyone $200,000 or more in their business or by monetizing their skills, however means necessary. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you don't know where to start, reach out to me. I have a roadmap. There is plenty of tools and resources available to you so that you can hit your financial goals. And with that, we will see you later. Bye-bye.